Hello, and welcome to the Word Experience Podcast, where the Word of God is experienced in a fresh new way. Prepare yourself to hear God's Word talk with simplicity and understanding. And now, here's your host, Cliff Goldberg. Oh, good people, good people, good people. The Word Experience Nation. What's going on, fam bam? Uh, welcome to the Word Experience Podcast. I am your host, Cliff Goldberg. Man, you know what I'm about to say, right? I've got a show for you today. <laughs> and uh, we're going to jump right in and start with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you so much for this opportunity to hear your word. Not only to hear your word, but to understand your word, receive it, apply it to our lives. And uh, we're, just, we're just so grateful for your word today, God, as, uh, as we prepare our hearts and our ears to hear something that is going to impact and change our lives from the inside out. Now, God, I just declare every ear is anointed to hear. Every heart is open to receive. Uh, as those people who are driving or listening to the podcast, we declare no hurt, harm, or danger. We declare every plan of the enemy to be canceled now in the name and the authority that is in the name of Jesus. I declare, God, that you will flow through me, and the only thing that will be heard is what your people need to hear. I've prepared, God, but you are the you are the master teacher, so teach by your Holy Spirit to your people today. We thank you and praise you. We honor you. We bless you. We declare these things to be so in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Hey, right off the gate, right out the gate, I want to thank you guys for uh, listening to the podcast and sharing the podcast with friends and family members. And uh, if you uh, if you haven't done it as much as you'd like or you've, you've said to yourself, you know, I need to get back and listen to more of these podcasts. Hey, man, I've got them listed. I think this is number 11, I believe. I'm not sure. But they are all over the place. SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, uh, Spotify, uh, my Facebook page. It's all over the place, man. So uh, make sure you give a listen and share this with others. And uh, God will use us to bless the world. All right? All right? All right? All right. Okay, today's show, we're going to be talking about... I mean... It could be seen maybe as something controversial. I don't think it's controversial. I I do think it's something that we haven't seen or heard uh, from this particular perspective. You know, in our society, uh, we put a great value on being strong, right? When when tragedies happen or bad things happen, we we use that phrase "be strong." You know, got to be strong as a as a word of encouragement uh, to people. But you know. I was doing some studying, doing some thinking about some things, and had some scriptures going over in my mind. And, you know, for godly people, there is a place of weakness that's actually okay from God's perspective. Now, weakness, does that mean, you know, you got a tragedy and you lay in the bed for five days and you don't talk to anybody, you keep the lights out in the room? No, no, that's not a weakness that has any value. And that's a weakness that can take advantage and take over a person's life. And that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, well, let's, let's, let's give you the title of the podcast. Today we're talking about perfect strength in a time of weakness. Perfect strength in a time of weakness. Now, you know, on the real, nobody likes to declare that they're weak. Nobody likes to admit that they're weak. 
uh, one of the things that many of our military veterans wrestle with uh, is an admit, uh, uh, admitting that they are weak and they are not able to handle whatever the things that they're handling, having to handle coming back from war. Uh, I know some professional athletes because you're taught to be strong. You got to be strong. You got to be endure. You got to be strong. You know, and all that stuff is great. But uh, there are times when we are weak. There are times when we are limited in our ability to handle certain things. And, um, you know, this is one of the reasons that we have people in our lives to help us, you know, uh, bear up, bear us up. Um, just thinking now of a scripture where, where uh, the writer talks about the strong bearing the infirmities of the weak, right? So we got people in our lives that can help us in our time of weakness. But here's the thing, and, and I'm thinking about... I'm thinking about suicide right now. I'm, I'm not thinking about committing suicide. I'm thinking about those who've committed suicide. And how many times have we heard or witnessed people say, I never knew that they were having problems. I never knew. They were always smiling. They always had a good uh, attitude. They, they were always up. I never knew that they were struggling. You know why? Because... They've never admitted that they were weak. They never admitted that they were having problems. And listen, 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 please understand. I am not criticizing anyone who has made the decision to take their life. That's, that's not my point. My point is our society has put so much value on strength that rarely do people want to admit that they're weak because they, you know, there's some perception that they are less than other people. And the reality is we all have weaknesses in some area of our lives. And so as godly people, God has given us resources, basically himself, his strength that we can tap into to help us endure whatever the, the tragedies or the issues or the problems or the brokenness or the insecurity that, that if we are weak in an area, that God has provided strength, ultimate strength to help us. Uh, and, and, and strengthen us so we can endure and get through whatever life brings our way, all right? All right, that's enough of me. Let's, let's look at some scripture here, and we're going to look at weakness in a few different categories, and I know it feels weird talking about weakness with a Bible study and God, and, but, but it's our limitations. It's not God's weakness. It's our weakness, okay, that we want to look at. So we want to look at weakness as a natural limitation, and we want to look at Romans chapter 8, verse 26. Now, there may be some of y'all may be giving me the side eye right now, but just roll with your boy. You know I will not lead you wrong, right? If you've listened to many of these podcasts, you know this stuff comes from the throne of God by the Holy Spirit, revelation, and the Word of God. So I'm not going to lead you wrong. And, you know, if, if, if it seems like I'm going to the left, just pray for your boy and, and we'll get where we need to go, all right? <laughs> All right, Romans chapter 8, verse 26. Verse 26 says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. So the Apostle Paul here makes note and puts a spotlight on the fact that we don't always know how we should pray. And the traditional King James, instead of weaknesses, he called the word they use is infirmities. And that word infirmities loosely translates weakness of the flesh. 
Okay. Now, what we're talking about here is a limitation of knowledge. We don't always know how to pray. Okay. We don't always know what to pray for with a certain person. Um, we, we don't always know. You know, uh, for those of you who have children, your children could be at school and you're doing whatever it is that you're doing and God puts them on your mind. You don't necessarily know the specifics of what's going on. You can pray for your child. God, just help them, keep them safe, you know, protect them. I don't know what's going on, but God, you know, you know, and that's fine. But there's a limitation because we don't know the specifics of what's going on. And so, uh, here, Paul says the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now, traditionally, this is connected to or connected, attributed to a phrase we call speaking in tongues, right? Um, and that's not necessarily incorrect, uh, but I think more specifically, there is a an... an, an mm, that comes out of us with what he's talking about here because he says groanings which cannot be uttered i heard a man of god say that when when lazarus died and jesus showed up and and he he released a sound that could be on par with what paul is talking about here a groaning which cannot be uttered and whatever it is whether it's speaking in tongues or just a groan or a sound whatever it is it is declared as an intercession by the Holy Spirit. So now what needs to be declared in the earth from a prayer perspective can be done because we don't have the strength. I'm using air quotes here. We don't have the strength to be able to know how to pray the way we should pray. We are limited. We are weak in this area, naturally limited because we don't know everything. We are not uh, omniscient as God is all-knowing as God is, okay? So uh, that is a type of weakness, our limitation of knowledge, all right? All right, so that's weakness as a natural limitation. Let's look at weakness as being vulnerable to temptation. Weakness as being vulnerable, weakness in the form of being vulnerable to temptation. And for this, we want to go to Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15. I think for many believers, these are familiar passages of Scripture. I, I, you know, there's ministers all over the world for decades, you know, so I haven't heard every sermon that's ever been preached. But I can say I've never heard these Scriptures put together in this particular manner. So maybe somebody did in, you know, Yugoslavia somewhere 50 years ago. So, you know, we praise God for them. <laughs> All right, weakness is being vulnerable to temptation. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15. Hebrews 4, 15 says, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. So our high priest, and our high priest, if you don't know, is Jesus, uh, uh, he can sympathize with our weaknesses because he had his own temptations, because he was tempted in all points, just like we've been tempted in all points. A uh, little quick sidebar. Um, uh, I think James says that all that is in the world is the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. And you can put every temptation that exists into one of those three categories. 
lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, pride of life. When Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, he was tempted with the lust of the flesh, eat these, turn these stones into brick, uh, the lust of the eye, look at all these great kingdoms, and the pride of life. If you be the son of God, jump off of this thing and, and the angels will bear you up. When Adam, uh, when Eve was tempted in the garden with the, uh, uh, the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, right? The Bible says that she saw that it looked good. She perceived that it was, it was going to taste good for food. And she wanted to have the knowledge of good and evil, pride of life, lust of the flesh, lust of the eye. Okay. So, so Jesus was not tempted with weed. Jesus was not necessarily tempted to <laughs> go road rage on some donkey on the road because the road was all jammed up with traffic. Okay. Uh, but he had his versions of temptations in those three categories, okay? And so he is sympathetic to our weakness, which is the vulnerability that we have for temptation because he was tempted, all right? So we talked about weakness as natural limitations, weakness in the form as vulnerability to temptation. Now let's look at this straight up weakness of the flesh, Okay, and let's go to Matthew 26, verse 21. Weakness of the flesh. Now, well, let's read this and then we can kind of go where we go. Uh, Matthew 26, and we want to look at verse 41. Matthew 26, verse 41. Verse 41 says, Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The Spirit is willing but the flesh is weak. Now, the Phillips translation of the last part of that verse says, your spirit is willing, but human nature is weak. Now, in 1 Thessalonians, I think it's chapter 5, Paul breaks down man into three parts, spirit, soul, and body. Okay? So when he talks about spirit, it is not, it is, it is, it is, the part of us that when we get born again, which is perfect, which is like God, all right? Um, we are spirit. We possess a soul. We live in a physical body, okay? So the human nature part that, that Jesus is talking about here, I believe, is maybe a combination of soul and body. Human nature. There's a weakness to human nature. Even though our spirit man has a willingness to do it, there's a weakness, whether it's in our mind or whether it's in our body or whether it's in a combination of those two things. Our mind and our body is weak, human nature. Now, he says the flesh is weak. And I heard, I've heard a minister mention that the flesh is a mindset. Flesh can be seen in two, two ways. Flesh as a person's body or flesh as a mindset. A mindset that is not in line with the Word of God. So mind and body, human nature, has a weakness that uh, doesn't always allow us to do what we know to do. I, I had a situation, um, I just got word that a dear sister in the Lord uh, transitioned today. And um, full disclosure, you know, it, it had been on my mind to check up on her. She had been sick for a while to call her. Uh, her her husband, she and her husband were good, dear friends of mine. Her husband passed away some years ago. 
And, um, you know, I even made a public display that I would reach out to her more often. And, and I didn't do it. I didn't do it. The spirit was willing. And I had days where I said, you know, I got to call sister so-and-so and check up on her and see how she's doing. And I did it a few times. I did it a few times. Uh, but not on the level that I should have. Not on the level that I should have. And 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 when I got word that she had, had passed today, man, I just, I was so frustrated with myself. Because my spirit was willing. But my human nature was weak. I'll call her tomorrow. I'll call her next week. You know, um... And I just, I just, I, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, the good news is she was a believer. She's going home to be with the Lord. And I'm not 100% sure how the heaven thing works, but I would like to believe that she and her husband have been reunited. Uh, and their bodies, they don't have to deal with the pain that was in their bodies anymore. So, uh, but, but that's, uh, you know, I didn't come on here planning to say that today, but <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Spirit was willing. Flesh or human nature was weak. Okay. Now, we, 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 how do I want to say this? Let me just, let me just read what I say. Uh, read what I wrote down and uh, so I can keep this thing on track. The, what I wrote was even Jesus had times of weakness. And some people will go, Jesus, he was the Lord. He was not weak. Yes, but he was in human form. He was God in flesh. Okay? So he chose to limit himself when he put him when he poured himself into this fleshly body. And so, just like we get hungry, Jesus got hungry. Just like we need sleep, Jesus needed sleep. And so just like we have human weakness. Jesus had human weakness, okay? Now, you know, yes, I'm just, yes, I'm, Jesus had weakness because he was all God and all man. And the man part of him was the part that had weakness. If you want to, you know, one of the words we used for weakness a minute ago was limitations. Jesus had limitations, that was based on the fact that he was God in flesh. Had he been out of the flesh, he would have been God, and now he's all-knowing, all-powerful, all-everything. Okay, But once he put himself in flesh, all of those things became limited. Okay? Y'all with me? Everybody good? Okay, because I know we have these perceived notions of who Jesus was, uh... Uh, and oftentimes, uh, thank you, Lord, that's good. Oftentimes, religion and traditional understanding puts Jesus on the wrong type of pedestal. Okay? we it's, He's oftentimes put on the wrong type of pedestal. What do I mean? He needs to be on a pedestal. Paul says in Philippians that because of his obedience all the way to the cross, that God gave him a name that's above every name. So at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord. So he should be on a pedestal. Okay, but he should not be on the pedestal that he never got tired. He never got weak. He never, you know, he was the Lord. He walked on water. He walked on water, but he was also sleep on the boat when the storm was was raging. 
Okay, uh, yeah, he walked on water, but when he went to get a, get figs off of a fig tree because he was hungry, he cursed the fig tree because he was hungry. Okay, we all understand that the Garden of Gethsemane, you know, he was stressed out. Jesus was stressed out. Yes, go read it. Sweated uh, as of drops of blood. I don't know if he was sweating blood or the sweat looked like blood. I don't know. All I know is he was stressed out. So, 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 uh, I was going to say, well, I'll say, it's okay to be hungry. It's okay to be sleepy. It's okay to have human weakness as long as we understand there is a God who can supply a strength that goes beyond any strength that we can ever manufacture for ourselves. All right? Okay. Now, I prayed that the only thing y'all would hear is what God wanted you to hear. So I guess somebody needed to hear that because <laughs> this is not on the notes. All right. But here's what is on the notes. Even Jesus had time of weakness. We want to go to 2 Corinthians 13, verse 4. 2 Corinthians 13, verse 4. All right. Even Jesus had times of weakness. So here is Paul's explanation of, of what happened. 2 Corinthians 13 and 4 says, For though he was crucified in weakness, yet he lives by the power of God. For we also are weak in him, but we shall live with him by the power of God towards you. It was the power of God. I'm missing me talking now. It was the power of God that allowed Jesus to stay on that cross. And, 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 and he was crucified in his limitations because he didn't have to stay on that cross. Okay? But he was crucified in weakness. Do I have another translation? I do. I have the Amplified translation. So check it. The Amplified says, For though he was crucified in weakness, yet he goes on living by the power of God. And though we too are weak in him, as he was humanly weak, Yet in dealing with you, we shall show ourselves alive and strong in fellowship with him by the power of God. So it was his humanity that made him weak, or we can use that word, limited. He was humanly weak, all right? And he was crucified in his human weakness. But dealing with us, we shall show ourselves alive and strong just like he showed himself alive and strong by the power of God. What, what is the strength that we can live on? We can live on the strength that comes from the power of God. Not because I pray five times a, a day. Okay, if I'm praying five times a day, I, in my time of prayer, I should be getting strength from God. It's not the praying as much as what comes out of the praying. I feel stronger. Why do I feel stronger? Because God has infused strength in me. Maybe he's lifted a burden off of me. Maybe by the Holy Spirit, he's given me perspective and revelation that allows me to relax and go, you know what? I'm going to be all right. Okay. I'm going to be okay. It's just like what I was just saying, sharing with the example of my sister that went home to be with the Lord. I felt really bad about not communicating with her. And not too long after that, strength came to me in the form of at least she and her husband now are reunited in heaven and she doesn't have to deal with that pain anymore. That was a version of strength that allowed me to go, yeah, yeah. I mean, I still should have done what I, I, sh I should have called. I should have checked in more often. 
right? And this now propels me to make sure that I do that now with people and I don't procrastinate because you never know, right? And so as God puts people on my heart, I will reach out to them. Now, now once again, I'm saying something publicly. Now, you know, I got to be held to it. Uh, but there was a strength that came because God gave me a perspective and reminded me, hey, this is that, this is that. Look at it this way and, and now be strengthened. And don't allow that frustration or that bad feeling to weaken you to a point where you walk around depressed all day long. Okay, so I got strength in that moment of weakness. And this is what God does. He provides strength for us in the time of weakness. All right. On that note, let's go to Isaiah chapter 40, verse 29 through 31. So Jesus was weak and he needed God's strength. So if Jesus was weak and he needed God's strength, you know <laughs> with all that we have to wrestle with that we need God's strength. Amen. All right. Isaiah chapter 40. I want to look at verses 29 to 31. Uh, this is a very familiar passage of Scripture for those of you Bible scholars and church goers. Uh, Isaiah 40, verses 29 through 31. Verse 29 says, He gives power to the weak. I could stop right there. <laughs> we, we could stop right there. He gives power to the weak. God gives power to the weak. Man, like I said, we can stop right there, but we won't. We'll continue on. And to those who have no might, watch this, he increases strength. He gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. Listen, there is nothing wrong with being weak. And there is nothing wrong with having no might if you know that the God of heaven is prepared to give you power and to increase your strength. That, that that is the time to run to the Father and say, Lord, I don't know how to deal with this. Lord, I don't know how to handle this. Lord, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm weak. I'm limited. I don't know what's going to happen. And God says, it's okay. I got power for you. Now, let's, let's step away from the churchy, traditionally, religiously version of this word power. Okay? And, and we get caught up in, you know, power, 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 power. And, and, and not having a real understanding of what we're talking about from a practical perspective. This word power, I believe here, uh, uh, translates the ability to get the job done or the ability to get results or just ability. He gives ability to the weak. Ability to be what? To overcome your weakness. The ability to do what? To literally get up out of bed when you're feeling depressed or frustrated or, or weak or limited or heartbroken. I, I have a, a, a dear friend of mine. She shared a story. Uh, she was married and the marriage went bad and they, she, they got divorced. And she was literally in the bed for three days. She couldn't get out of bed. And she had one of her girlfriends come over to the house and literally pull her out of bed, put her in the shower, 
got her dressed, right? So the girlfriend coming over was God giving her power in her time of weakness, her ability to step out of that thing. And one day at a time, 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 get beyond that tragic situation. You see her today, you couldn't even tell that she had that type of situation, right? This is why I don't use names because I got everybody listening to this thing and, you know, somebody's going to hear their story on this. And I want to make sure that the only person who knows it's them is me and them. <laughs> but but that was a, a, a version of God giving her power in her time of weakness. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might have no might, just nothing, all wiped out. I got nothing left. He increases strength. You got nothing left. You got nothing left. There's nothing in the tank. You're all wiped out. And here comes God increasing your strength. Whether it's a phone call or a text message or somebody coming by or the Holy Spirit talking to you or whatever it is, a word in due season. Man, I can't tell you how, how, how strengthening a word in due season is. I, I had a situation where I was wiped out. I was wiped out emotionally. I was wiped out spiritually. I had no strength left. And I was staying at a friend of mine's over the weekend and I was watching uh, Christian television and a man of God got up and he talked about how God took the children of Israel the long way around to get to their destination. And he preached it well. But I was so wiped out. All I could just do is go, yeah, 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 yeah. I was, I was wiped. I had no strength. I had no might. What? An hour later, another minister came on, preached the exact same message. But he did it in a much more dramatic way. And as I'm listening to him, the tears are coming down my face. And strength was being increased into me by, by hearing that word in due season. And I was so wiped out, I needed to hear it twice. And I needed to, to it needed to be two different ministers in two different countries, two different parts of the United States at two different times, preaching the exact same message that was exactly what I needed at that exact time. Don't tell me God will not increase your strength in a time where you have no might. But we have to admit to ourselves, we have to admit to our God, sometimes we have to admit to those in our circle, hey, I'm weak right now, I don't have it. I don't have it. Don't call me. I can't encourage. I got nothing to encourage you with. I love you. I ain't got nothing to encourage you with. I need somebody to encourage me. Listen, people, people, people. When you are weak, reach out to somebody. Don't stay in that place of weakness. Don't stay in that place of weakness. When Jesus was fasting for 40 days in the wilderness, and the 40 days he was tempted by the enemy. This is in, I believe, Matthew chapter 4. And when, the temp, when he finished the fast, the, I believe the Bible says angels came and ministered to him. Why? Because he had been fasting for 40 days. And he had been wrestling with temptations that came from the enemy. Now, you can't be tempted with something that you don't want. I'm going to leave that right there. 
okay? But angels came and ministered to him because he was not designed to stay in that place of weakness, okay? Don't stay there. Don't allow pride to keep you in that place of weakness. God has, has assigned somebody to bring strength into your situation. And too many times, too many times, too many times, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say it like this. The spirit of church folk will make you believe that you're not supposed to admit that you have a weakness. I don't care what it is. Now, listen, you can't, you can't, this is funny. I, I call myself was just going to talk today and be nice and calm. <laughs> and I'm just not. <laughs> But but you can't you can't tell your stuff to everybody. You can't you can't you can't show your vulnerabilities and your weaknesses to everyone. Okay? Not everybody can handle it. But somebody can. And even if you even if they can't handle the specifics, call, man, I just need you to pray for me, man. I can't really talk about what I'm going through, but I'm I'm at the end of I'm I just I just need you to pray. You know, girl, I just need I just need some prayer. You know, we got text message, we got social media, and people are doing it, and it's great. That's what the only way that people know that you're in a place of weakness or that you have no might is if you let them know. And maybe you're always the strong one in the group. Everybody calls you because you can always you always got a word for somebody. But you know what? You are human. And you have limitations, just like Jesus had limitations. And there's nothing wrong with having limitations. Somebody needs to hear this. Because you're burning yourself out at both ends of the candle, and that candle is about to go out. And you think that there's something wrong with you because your candle is going out. There's nothing wrong with you. You're human. It is not your responsibility to take on the weight of everybody else's drama. God, Paul, uh, Peter says we are to cast our cares upon God because God cares for us. Who do you think you are taking on other people's cares? That's not your responsibility. Our responsibility, because you know, I, I have a spirit of counsel, and people come to me and they call me, and they and 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 it's cool. But there are days I don't answer the phone. There are days it takes me a minute to get back to the email. There are days it, it might take me a minute to to respond to the text, because I'm 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 feeling some kind of way about my own thing right now. We self-care, man, and part of self-care is taking our cares and give them to the one who cares. First Peter 5, I believe. Okay? Stop it. Stop it. Take the cape off and be human. Okay? Take the cape off and be human. Superman was not Superman all the time. Every now and then, he was Clark Kent. You cannot wear the cape all the time. I got to be strong for them. No, you don't. No, you don't. Maybe you need to support them. Maybe you need to encourage them. But your strength is not for them. God's strength is for them. Because see, what you're doing is now you're taking God's spot. God is the one. He gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. Not you. Not you. 
I, I say this with all the love I can, I can build up. Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? You're not Jesus. You're not God. Your, the strength that you have to give to others, it's limited. So stop it. Take a chill pill. Go relax. Take a nap. Take a drive somewhere. Go on a little staycation. Get a mani and a petty. Go get a blow pop. Go have a chocolate shake or strawberry or vanilla or whatever your flavor is. Put your feet in the water. Take a long bath. Listen to some jazz. Relax for a minute. The world is not going to end because you didn't answer somebody's text message. This might be for some pastors too. The world is not going to end because, you know, because of somebody else's drama. If you don't tend to somebody else's drama, that's how you get burnt out. All right? Okay. Wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I hope I didn't offend anybody. It wasn't my intent to offend anyone. I, I just felt that thing pouring out. and Somebody needed to hear that. So um, God bless you for your efforts to encourage people. And God bless you for your efforts to strengthen people. But you can't do it all the time, 24-7. And you got to stop letting people uh, uh, drain you like that. You got to stop letting people drain. You've got to set some boundaries. You know what? After 7 o'clock, I'm not taking any calls. You know what? On the weekends, I'm not doing blah, 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 blah. Set some boundaries. Pray to God about boundaries. Because takers will take as much as givers will allow them to take. Okay? So do what you got to do, man. Do, it, do what you got to do. Do what you got to do so you can get some balance in your life. All right. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might. He increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall. But those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I see that, Lord. I'll say that. Retreats. Vacations getaways right you can look at those as strength times of strength renewal i just don't feel like i don't feel it's right to get a manicure and a pedicure i don't feel it's right i should take a couple of days off because you know what this is a time of strength renewal for you you can call it a strength renewal retreat or you can call it a strength retreat where you just got to get away jesus had to get away had to get away and pray. He would minister. If you read it through the Gospels, oftentimes he would minister to hundreds of people, sometimes thousands of people. And right after he would minister, he'd go away. And he'd come back and he'd minister and do miracles and he'd teach and then he'd go away. I believe, I submit that that was his time for God renewing his strength. That he would pour out and pour out and pour out and then he would go away and let God renew him. I think that's a model for many of us. That every now and then, you, you know, you give and you give and you give and that's cool. But at a point when you, when you, you know, you feel like your tank is on E, you need to go away and renew your strength. Go to a movie. 
Don't sit at home and watch streaming. Go to a movie. Go get something to eat. Don't do Uber Eats and order in. Go somewhere where nobody knows where you go. Go somewhere and watch a sunset. It doesn't have to be a couple of days. It could be a couple of hours. Just go somewhere and allow God to renew your strength. All right? Now, check this out. And you know what? I'm, I think we're going to end with this. Uh, yeah. I'm going to end it with this. I mean, I got a couple things, but I, I, I'm just feeling led to just, you know, I poured out more than I anticipated. And so I'm going to end with this, and then we're going to have an invitation to get born again, and we'll call it a day. All right, Isaiah 40, verses 29 through 31. I'm going to look at this in a translation called the voice translation. All right, it says, God strengthens the weary. And gives vitality to those, check this out. He gives vitality to those worn down by age and care. God strengthens the weary and gives vitality to those worn down by age and care. Young people will get tired. Strapping young men will stumble and fall. But those who trust in the eternal one will regain their strength. They will soar on wings as eagles. They will run, never winded, never weary. They will walk, never tired, never faint. That's a strength that we can't get on our own. That's a strength that comes from God. A strength that allows me to run and never get winded. Any of you who've ever exercised, you know at some point when you start running, you're going to get winded. And he's like, I'm going to give you a strength that allows you to run in life and never get winded. To never be weary. To walk and never get tired and never faint. Okay, that's the strength that God has made available to us by our relationship with him through Jesus Christ. All right, um, I'm being led to keep going, so let me just keep going. Okay, Second um, Corinthians 12, 9 through 10. This is a very famous passage of Scripture where Paul has his thorn in the flesh. Now, a whole bunch of people have debated about what the thorn was. I don't think that's an issue as much as the result of the issue. Okay, Second Corinthians 12, 9 through 10. And this is on the other side of Paul saying, three times I sought the Lord about the thorn in my flesh, and this was the answer. And verse 9 says, And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. And so so God, I mean, Paul gets a word from God. It's cool that you're weak, because I got grace that will grace, thank you, Lord, grace in the form of strength that's made perfect. That word perfect now means mature or complete. So in a time of weakness that Paul had, God says, I got a strength that will be made complete in your weakness, right? His grace is sufficient. My strength is made complete in your weakness. So You know, on one level, we say, well, we never want to be weak. We always want to be strong. And yet here God is saying, but yeah, in your weakness, my strength kicks in. 
And my strength, and we just saw in Isaiah, my strength allows you to run and not be weary. And my strength allows you to walk and not faint. And my strength allows you to soar like an eagle miles and miles above your issues. But my strength can never show up if you never admit that you're weak. So all you're living on is your strength. And eventually your strength is going to wear out. Okay, so God is going, hey, listen, Paul, I understand where you're coming from, but my grace is sufficient for you because in my grace, there is a strength that is made perfect in your weakness. Right. So once Paul understood that <laughs> he went all he flipped it on the other extreme. He goes, therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities. Wait a minute. Why are you going to boast about being weak? Here's the answer. That the power of Christ may rest upon me. Oh, man. It is in a time of weakness that the power of God shows up and rests upon me. Now, that doesn't mean I go around going, well, I'm weak. You know, I'm just going to be weak so the power of God can rest upon me. So, you know, I'm just too weak to do anything. Oh, oh it's me. Stop it. No. No, but in those times of weakness, in those times where things are attacking us, in those times where we're overcome by life or what, what did the voice say? We're worn down by age and care. It is in those times, in those times of weaknesses that the strength and the power of God can show up now and rest upon me. And he says, uh, therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, to bear trials and troubles, in reproaches. I take pleasure in reproaches. I take pleasure in needs. I take pleasure in persecutions, in discretions, in distresses for Christ's sake. And then he puts a button on it. For when I am weak, then I am strong. When I am weak in trials and troubles, I'm strong in the power of God. When I am weak in reproaches and when I am weak in need, I'm strong in the power of God. When I'm weak from being persecuted, when I'm weak from being in distress, I'm strong by the power of God that rests upon me. Right? The Amplified, he says, um, uh, for the sake of Christ. Well, let me, let me just read this. My grace in the Amplified, he says, my grace, my favor and loving kindness and mercy is enough for you, sufficient against any danger and enables you to bear the trouble manfully. Now, it's not it's not Paul's grace or Paul's strength. It's God's grace that's sufficient against any danger and is enables you to bear the trouble manfully or for our ladies womanfully <laughs> watch this now for my strength and power are made perfect fulfilled and completed and show themselves most effective in your weakness god says my strength shows itself most effective in your weakness it, it's like it's like that washing powder, that, that detergent that works best when the dirt is the dirtiest. <laughs> I know it's a crazy phrase, but when it's at its dirtiest, there's some detergents that says that's when we work the best. We work the best in the worst dirt. 
And God is saying, my strength is the best in your time of weakness. But God, God don't you, you don't want me to be weak. Yes, I do. Because when I show up with my strength and you bear it manfully and you know that it was nothing but me that got you through this, I get all the glory. I get all the credit. I get all the praise. And I'm never going to put you in a place where you are so weak that you just fall apart. If you trust me and you allow me to bring my strength into your time of weakness. Amen. I'm going to cap it off. He says, for when I am weak in human strength, then I am truly strong, able, powerful in divine strength. So when my human strength gives out, my God, the divine strength kicks in. And, and that's what it takes for us to get through life, man, with a peaceful heart, to get through life with joy, to get through life with a smile on our face, even when we lose loved ones, even when marriages break up, even when children die, even when, when businesses fall apart, even when no one comes to our ministries, even when no one wants to hear what we have to say, even when we get downsized and fired, that in those moments of human when I, when, in our, those moments of weakness, of human strength, divine strength kicks in. And this is one of the advantages that we have as, as people of God who have a relationship with God. This is why it's so important to have a relationship with God, in my opinion, because there are things that hit us in life, man. We, we've got mass shootings going on right now. People are losing their lives at the drop of a hat from a, from a, from a Walmart to a garlic festival to a, a, another thing in El Paso to churches. All kinds of things are coming to, to sap our strength. And it is in those times God is saying, hey, hey, I've got a divine strength that will help you bear with that thing manfully. That will help you mother and father bury your daughter or your child. That will help you spouse deal with the breakup of your, of your marriage. Or help you deal with the death of your spouse. Or to help you deal with the collapse of your business. I've got a divine strength that, is, that, that goes way beyond your human strength. So allow me to bring my strength into the time of your weakness. You keep it, keep it simple, man. God, I don't, I, I got nothing left. I need your strength. That's a great prayer. That's a great prayer. I got nothing left, God. I don't know how I'm going to get through this. I need you. I need you. There's a hymn that starts out, I need thee every hour. And uh, I think the, the chorus is, I need thee. Oh, I need thee. Every hour, I need thee. Oh, bless me now, my Savior, I come to thee. I need thee, oh, I need thee. Every hour I need thee. Oh, bless me now, my Savior. I come to thee, man, 
going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you. Every time you come to him in need of strength, he will bring his strength in your time of weakness. Amen? All right. Uh, then we got Ephesians, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You can read that Ephesians 6.10. I got, I got, I got nothing left. I'm weak. <laughs> We're going to wrap this up, but before we do, we always want to give people an invitation to be saved, to have a relationship with God, to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Um, if you've heard this podcast a few times, you know that this is a Christian thing. Uh, we're not excluding anybody. God has opened his arms wide through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And He, his blood was poured out and shed for the sins of the world. And all we have to do is accept him into our lives as Lord and Savior and ask him to come into our hearts and we will become a member of the family of God. So if that's you, if you, if you, if you don't have a relationship with God and you crave it, You've tried all kinds of different things and you stumbled upon this podcast or somebody told you about this podcast um, and you want to have this relationship with God that allows you to have divine strength in a time of human weakness. Uh, repeat these words after me. Say it from your heart. Uh, God, I come to you today with a genuine and sincere heart. I believe Jesus Christ is your son. I believe he died to take away my sins. And I believe that he was raised from the dead. Jesus, I give my life to you and I ask you to be my savior and my Lord. From this moment forward, all I am and all I have, I place in your hands. And wherever you lead me, I will go. Amen. All right, if you prayed that prayer with a sincere heart, hey, welcome to the family of God. Welcome to the family of God. It's okay to cry. It's okay to release those emotions. God loves you so much. He loves you so much. And just imagine a good, loving father wrapping his arms around you and embracing you. And just fall into those arms. Fall into his love. Fall into his strength. And let his divine strength lift you up in a time of your weakness. Maybe you don't need this podcast today, but there's a day coming you're going to need it. So hang on to it, listen to it, and let it minister to you. All right? All right, fam. That's it for me. I got to roll out of here, do what I got to do for the rest of the day. I love you. I appreciate you so much, man. Uh, uh. Continue listening. We've had over 200 listens, and um, it is growing every day. I love you guys and appreciate you so much. See, I'll be saying goodbye for like the next two minutes. I'm just going to say goodbye. <laughs> I love you. I'll see you next time. And thanks for listening to the Word Experience Podcast, where we experience the Word in a fresh new way. God bless. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast and that what you heard will start you on a journey of change and transformation. If you'd like to communicate with Cliff with a question or a comment, 
You can do so via email at clifftalk 63 at gmail.com. That's clifftalks, the number 63, at gmail.com. And thank you for listening. God bless, and we'll see you next time on The Word Experience.